You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Indians. We have an odd show today. Um, there's no other way to put it. I mean, it, it's. I think we're all feeling like we're living in a surreal world at this point. Before we get into the general craziness of the day, a story that flew a little bit under the radar is it was announced that Trey Mancini was going to miss time after he had a malignant tumor removed. Uh, he had a malignant tumor that was revealed through a colonoscopy. Luckily, it seems like he's going to recover. But, I mean, it, it's, to me, that's just crazy. I mean, Mancini is, is a young player. Uh, one of those players, when I talk about the uh, draft and develop from Notre Dame because they can't draft and develop themselves, that's, that's you know, he was a Notre Dame player. Just 27 years of age and had a malignant uh, colon tumor. Uh, I, I'm hoping that he gets better. Uh, I mean, we all are. So let's just take a moment for, for Trey Mancini. 27 years of age. That's that's ridiculous. Um, great hitter. We'll see when he returns. Um, if we're going to look for an upside in today's news to do an abrupt change, it's the loss of spring training, the loss of the next two weeks helps the Indians out. Uh, why does it help the Indians out? Because it's going to mean that Clevenger and Krasko are going to miss significantly less time uh, than they would have if this had all gone this way. Uh, you know, they're going to you have a better chance of both of them getting back and not missing as much time as they would have been. I'm going to apologize now if this is a bit scattered. I just feel like everything that's been going on, my, my brain is a bit fried. Um, but trying to look on the bright side, the glass half full, this means that uh, two weeks taken off the season means that's two weeks less time Clevenger's going to miss. I'm curious if they will change the schedule, if we'll see something like went during the uh, strike-shortened year, and it'll just be last games. I don't know what they're going to do. And I know a lot of people you know, out there are mad about all these things being canceled, and we're going to spend some time talking about the college baseball situation, the pro baseball situation, and what it all means. Uh, that this, of course, is going to be the major focus for today's show. But uh, I was talking to my wife and a good friend of ours is from Italy, and they're in a situation over there right now where because of, of this disease, uh, there aren't enough beds, there aren't enough ventilators, and doctors are literally having to make a decision about who lives and who dies. So yes, for the majority of us, uh, if we got this, it feels pretty bad. My sister-in-law, we think, might have had it, and they misdiagnosed it as pneumonia. Um, and she was racked up pretty bad with it, like had to go to the hospital bed. And this is somebody who is, uh, you know, still a little bit older than me, but still a youngish person. It's it's no laughing matter. It's not just the flu. What it can do to your lungs is a scary thing. I know I I personally have asthma, so if I got it, it would be uh, anything from routine. So. Yes, this feels like a lot, but this is, is a pandemic, and other countries' doctors are having to basically say, hey, you're older, this person's a few years younger, they get the ventilator, you don't. All we can do is help you rest. Uh, that's It's a scary situation. Uh, this is a surreal, surreal moment in time. I was talking to my good buddy, Taylor Blake Ward, today. Um, <laughs> much like this podcast, we were just kind of rambling at each other and just kind of blown away by this whole situation, and... You know, we talked about it's like since polio, we really have not had anything like this in this country. Uh, you know, when people were keeping 
people inside and avoiding public and not doing large things. This is, I really have not, really have not. So this is honestly, polio was the only thing I could really think of. Um, I know a lot of people have been talking about the other times we've had these things like SARS and bird flu, and but this is something entirely different. This is um, something that is having a massive effect here uh, on a scale that, I mean, unprecedented. And it just, uh, especially to use you people back in Ohio, um, I think DeWine's making the right choices with this. Uh, you have to be safe. It's it's just, it's a it's a very dangerous situation. Unfortunately, when it first broke out in China, it wasn't really handled well. And China is such a center for manufacturing that it helped ship to ship all over the world. It, uh, you know, to take a moment and nerd out, it kind of made me think as this whole thing was happening of the, the book World War Z by Max Brooks, the son of Mel Brooks. Um, if you've seen the movie, that's not the book. Um, I, I quite enjoyed the book and the audio book is, is really fantastic. Uh, people like Mark Hamill, Alan Alda. Some, some fun names if you're into that type of thing. Uh, but that's one where it starts in China and kind of spreads all over the world. And that's all I could think about as, a, as this was occurring. But um, if any of you out there have it, have family members who have it, I just want you to know, you know, my thoughts, um, my well-wishing is with you. Um, this is, it's not the small matter that some make it out to be. This is a legitimate scary thing that's happening right now. And yes. It absolutely sucks. This is the time where we need sports to take our minds off of things, but we can't have it. Like, that's what's even, like, doubly worse. It's like, man, I wish I could just veg out and watch baseball. I wish I could just sit and watch uh, the NCAA and not think. But all of that is gone right now, and we're just in a situation where you have to be careful, you know. Watch out for yourself. Take care of yourself. Um, That should be priority number one. I'm going to remind everyone that the Locked On uh, major station, our baseball-centric podcast, is back. Uh, well, well, it's always there, I should say. But they're going to be having all of our little preview pieces run on it soon. It's going to be worth checking out. Uh, I contributed about seven minutes for that when it gets time to the central uh, review. Uh, Sully does a fantastic job over on the Locked On MLB podcast. So let's talk about all the what's happening. I know I really haven't quite laid it out. Spring training is done. Uh, spring training stats are always kind of worthless. So in a lot of ways, this doesn't terribly affect the podcast. The two-week delay to the season, which is a two-week and we'll see. It's not really assured. It's at least two weeks. Could be more. Um, that will have an effect on the pod. I can't tell you exactly what's going to happen yet. We're going to have a meeting Friday afternoon. Uh, to kind of sit down and, and talk things out and figure some things out. So Monday, no matter what, I will have a podcast and I'll, I'll talk about what came up in that meeting. Uh, we're just like everyone else trying to figure things out. For the Indians, like I said, this just means more time for rest for some of their injured players. Uh, hey, they got nothing else to do. Why don't Lindor and uh, the front office sit down and uh, revisit those talks? Uh, I, was, I was talking with a writer over at the SI Now Indian site, and uh, you know, we came together and decided that uh, they should just offer Lindor like uh, 500 million over 50 years. <laughs> when you look at the, before you go, hey, that's they, they can't do. Uh, when you look at something like the deferred money of Yelich, where it's um, something like 100 million or 80 million in deferred money over the next 25 years, I'm just I'm just doing the ultimate version of that deferred money and a 50 year contract. 
10 million a year. The Indians can then still have a payroll that works for them. And Lindor's agent can sit back and be like, I got the single richest contract in, I think, sports history at half a million or, you know, get or half a billion. You know, if we have to go up to 600 million, you know, do it. uh, You know, I'm willing to go up quite a bit there. But 50 years, a ridiculously large lump sum. Everybody wins. Um, Lindor will be rich. His agent has bragging rights. The ownership keeps their star, and we get to watch Francisco Lindor for the entire life of his career. Uh, the, who who doesn't like my proposition? Is there anyone out there who honestly hates this? Yes, it would affect the payroll years in the future, but payrolls are always escalating. In like 25 years, uh, an extra 10, 11 million on the books, that's not going to matter. Like it's not gonna, it's gonna stink to a small degree, but uh, it's it's not gonna be a big deal. It'd be like if we were still paying like a million or two right now for someone. Yes, it would have some minor effect, but it wouldn't be something uh, forever and ever. So that's that was my my proposition on how to get a deal done. In what is maybe bigger news than the MLB news is that college sports are done. They are just done. Um, there's going to be no March Madness. There's no College World Series. I understand why they canceled it, uh, but it just, man, to cancel something that doesn't happen until June uh, just struck me as, like, crazy. Like, just, okay, they're done. And then uh said, I know that the Big 12 had already canceled. We'll have to see if other places, uh, I'm assuming by now everyone was, because it's like, what's the point? There's no championship. What are we going to compete for? Uh, we had four weeks to scout kids. A lot of high schools haven't even started baseball. Uh, it just there's it, this this draft. You know, I've talked about it many times on record. Like this is a super important draft for the Indians. It's an extremely extremely deep draft. Um, there, it's there. They have th- two picks on the you know in the first forty and three uh, on the first day. Hugely important draft, and all of a sudden you can't watch i don't know what they're gonna do like you know once everything clears up do they do like some kind of like do they push the draft back do we have like a combine slash all-star week of i mean because it's a problem this isn't the nba this isn't the nfl you can't just do a senior bowl and you'll be good these aren't two or seven round drafts this is a 40 round draft uh there's always guys who pop up late there's always guys who get there late you know the the at this point in the year we haven't really had a chance for someone who was a little bit outside the picture to make a name for themselves. You know, I was talking about Levi Thomas at Troy, who was just kept dominating teams, including Florida. And a guy like him, who was building momentum, that's done now. He can't do any more of that. And, you know, he's an undersized right-hander who's a little bit older. He needed all the reps he could get on tape. So that's it. Just that's where I'm feeling. You know, I feel bad for every college kid. I adored college. It was a great time when I went to Ohio State. Uh, from 2000 to 2004 I would hate to lose like a whole semester of that time just give it away because of this it's it's a terrible situation but for those athletes this is a huge loss and all of a sudden I mean from the perspective of someone like myself where I do so much with the draft uh, not even thinking about me but just thinking about all these high school kids who don't get to be seen all these you know uh, Keone Kavaka last year who the twins drafted in the teens uh, at this point, a year ago, no one was talking about him. He wasn't really, he was a, a guy that I think I, maybe a team or two had mentioned to someone they're hoping to slide to day two, get on the cheap. And he ended up being a, uh, a pretty high draft pick. Uh, Josh Jung, who went to the Rangers, was well known, but he was not top 10 on a single board at this time a year ago. I'm trying to think who else really popped and rose late in the process. Um, Shane Langoliers, who was hurt 
it wasn't until late in the process where he had that really good final month and a half that allowed him to get back into the top 10. So there were some guys who really took advantage of it. No one can do that now. And as we look into the future, it's like that 2023 draft is going to be just fascinating because how many kids are going to end up in college right now because uh, there was no chance to scout them. They couldn't pop up because there weren't those games. They couldn't get the exposure because it just didn't exist. It just didn't exist. It just didn't exist. Uh, the college game is going to be really interesting for the next three years and probably extremely chaotic. Uh, what happens with the players themselves? Do they all get medical red shirts? I mean, I think we're still early enough in the season they could all technically qualify. What about the guys who already had a medical red shirt? How does this work? I mean, does everyone just... It, you lose a year of eligibility. I mean, Spencer Torgelson uh, was going to be in the record books. Now he's not. Like, And like I said, again, there are more important things in the world, but in our little realm of baseball, this matters to us. It, it's fair to look at things that matter to you, even if it's not the most important thing right now. I mean, this podcast is far from the most important thing right now, but I hope people still can take some solace and enjoy it. But at the same time, you know, I think that still applies. We can be like, wow. And and I I'm, I feel bad for these kids more than anything else. Um, you know, I saw Jason Kipnis tweeting about, do we still get paid? What goes on? Do we stay? Do we go? And I'm like, and I, I have some sympathy, but most of those guys are still people who have a lot of money in the bank. My real sympathy is these kids who just lost their seasons, lost their chance to show people, lost their chance to... You know, and this year was a big year for the MLB draft, not just because of the talent, but also because they were going to move it to Omaha. They were going to have it uh, occurring with the College Baseball World Series. This was a big tested out phase, and now none of that happens. Um, I don't know. It feels like this draft is now by the way it works. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a ton of private workouts. Like, I, I don't know. They're going to have to figure a new system. It, it, in some ways, this could be good. Maybe it could lead to something like, you know, the combine or something like that that we don't really have uh, for baseball, and we don't have those unified measurements and things like that. But it does feel that this will likely mean a lot more college kids drafted early because you just don't have that chance to see the high school kids. You haven't had the exposure. There hasn't been the opportunities. And honestly, it's like so much changes with high schoolers year to year. I mean, yes, you see them on the showcase circuit. You can see them. Uh, we have the video. This isn't like the old days where it's not all online. Yeah, it's all online. You can just scout via video. But high school kids change so rapidly. A guy can gain like six inches and 100 pounds in a year. That just happens. And we won't really have the opportunity to scout or check or find those guys um, at this point in time. It's it, it feels like... You know, it's almost that at this point in time, I, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there. Like, if you are a high school kid and you have a video of yourself playing baseball, I will retweet it. Um, if you hit me up on Twitter at Jeff MLB Draft, you know, I, I got one scouting director uh, I know who uh, who follows me. I've got at least six uh, GMs who over the years have, have reached out about content and things I've written and stuff I have done. Um, people do look at my stuff. I mean, it may be... Uh, a surprise to hear that. I mean, I know people look at it, but I'm not necessarily uh, the biggest name compared to some other people in the field, but I have carved my niche. I do have my connections. And if you are a high school or college kid and you want to have a showcase video, things with your stopwatch, anything you think can help you, you know, some swings in the cage, showing some good rips. If you have the ability to show, you know, get a radar gun behind you as a hitter and show exit velocity, um, I will retweet all of those videos. Every single one of those I will retweet. I'm not guaranteeing that's going to help you get drafted, but I am 100% here to help 
these uh, young men out high school and college who are just getting hosed by this. And that's, that's what I find truly um, in the term of baseball awful. Like, like I said, it, it's bad with the MLB. Um, and again, this is just in baseball terms. It, the, the awful is much bigger in the real world, but in terms of baseball, it's like, that's going to recover. That's going to be fine. But tell me it's, it's these kids losing the opportunity to show themselves, to prove themselves. Um, that is where my heart truly aches in baseball terms. And this just, this can't be the end. It, it's just so unfair to those kids. We got, there's got to be some way to allow, you know, change the rules for a year, extraordinary circumstances, push the back, the back draft, push the draft back to July, basically have, you know, push it to August. I don't, you know, it's it, it, as crazy as it is to say, I mean, because then it's the kids not getting paid, so it still stinks. But if, if we really need to have the draft in something like August and turn the Cape Cod League into like a final showing, let kids get reps, have a high school equivalent of that for seniors. Um, don't care, basically say that a kid can attend his college and you can still sign him after you draft him, that the basically make the whatever the signing date is the signing date. It doesn't matter if a guy goes to campus unless he's actually like physically played in a game. Like figure something out, get together and make a system. So these kids get an opportunity and, uh, yeah, I mean, yes, it, it certainly is going to be something to watch. And again, this is, this is on paper, the best draft since the 2011 draft, which might have been the greatest of all time. And now, um, we have no more games. So yeah, that, that's kind of where my mind has been. Um, again, of course, this is all secondary to the real world thing where, where people are, are very sick or dying. Um, that is all, uh, that is the primary, but in the baseball terms, you know, teams are going to be fine. Like I said, this probably actually helps the Indians because depending on how long this goes, it's just less time for Clevenger to have missed. Um, which is beneficial because he is such a, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball and you know, the Indians just have time to rest. We'll, we'll see what happens and they have time to sit down with Lindor and hammer out an extension, right? This is some good can come of this. Uh, I've been Jeff Ellis. I hope you've enjoyed my rambling talk and take on what is kind of going on with baseball um, stuff beyond just the MLB picture at this point, because while the MLB picture is what we're focused on in this podcast, um, the draft is is such a lifeblood for the Indians, and that is what is really kind of crazy town in baseball terms at this point, because it, it's done. I just can't get past that. So thank you all. You are awesome. I have been Jeff Ellis. I want to remind everyone that you can go on, uh, tell your Google devices to play the Locked On Angels podcast, and maybe you'll, uh, or any Locked On podcast, but that Locked On Angels podcast that I was recently on, you can hear some draft talk uh, from some really great people in the business and myself. Thank you all. And as always, go Tribe.